It's a quiet period for the NFL, but it's not for us. We still have stuff to talk about, including Mike Florio saying the Vikings are going to tank. I never really trusted the guy, but now I really don't trust him. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll talk about what players' front offices are really doing this time of year. Uh, we'll say we'll, we'll pay homage to uh, Frank Gilliam, uh, and we'll get into Stefan Diggs and his antics. Uh, right now, though, Jeff, just as a former general manager, former team president, somebody who worked in the NFL at all levels for a long time, what the heck's going on right now? Are people are just are people actually getting a vacation right now? Yeah, hi Jim. They they are, and and certainly the the summer lull is here in the NFL, and players and coaches have scattered across the country and getting vacation time after the couple months of off season training, OTAs, mini camp, and I always enjoyed this period from mid June to mid July, and would always try to to take a a, a nice vacation with my wife and. And, uh, and kids and get away. But there certainly are other things on the agenda for, for GMs this time of year. Now, it is a lot different than it was early in my NFL career before free agency when, as you recall, nobody signed contracts in, until right before training camp. And so that period of July, really after July 4th, was really hectic. But now, because of the salary cap, and the urgency among agents and players and teams to get players signed early, and I'm talking about March, April, it, it really becomes a situation by now where teams have very limited cap space, have some space. Teams such as the Vikings, who, after letting Dalvin Cook go, they've got about $19 million of room, but that's earmarked for Justin Jefferson's extension, and we presume a little bit of money for Daniil Hunter's extension. And maybe they can get a, a bargain free agent, such as a Justin Houston, who knows, to help the pass rush. But, yeah, I, I think teams are taking time off and facilities are quiet this time of year. But, as we said, Quasi Adolfo Menza of the Vikings still has to get Jefferson and Hunter signed. And maybe he's thinking, well, we'll, we'll take care of that after July 4th. There's really no urgency immediately because they don't have training camp beginning until late July. So the other interesting part of this time of year for GMs and team executives and team presidents, which I was for many years, is it's kind of a nerve-wracking time, too, when the players have all this free time. And I was always apprehensive that I would get a, one of those 2 a.m. calls that parents always dread or, or GMs dread, that a player got busted for DUI or something worse, some other transgression. And it only fortunately happened for me a couple times in, in my NFL management career, but it was always on my mind and hoping that that did not happen. And certainly coaches such as Kevin O'Connell drill into their players, hey, be careful this time of year. A lot of guys going back to their hometowns and and there could be trouble brewing. And so you got to be careful, try to stay out of the bars at 2 a.m. When, when some drunk guy might think he's going to pick a fight with an NFL player. And so those are the kind of things that are on, on GM's minds this time of year. But there is some, certainly some downtime and some vacation time, which is, is nice to have because really for, for the GMs and the team presidents, there is no downtime after the season. 
in January, February, because you're getting ready for free agency, you're getting ready for the draft, you got all that preparation time. So this is really the time when they can kick back a little bit. There's no way to talk about this without generalizing, but I'll just throw it out there. It seems to me that modern athletes are a little bit smarter about off the field stuff. Maybe it's because they have to be because there are phones everywhere. There are phones that are cameras everywhere. It just strikes me that it's not the epidemic of problems that it used to be. I think you're right, Jim. And I think that that is true. I think also there's so much more at stake Mm -hmm. financially now for players that are making such big money and, and also are looking to their next contract that, they figure uh, players such as Justin Jefferson, I cannot afford to get in trouble when I'm looking at a $30 million a year plus deal coming down the pike here very soon. And, and so, and you also don't want to give a team an excuse to, to jettison you this time of year when you, you have a spot on, on the roster. And, and so, yeah, even with the high profile or the lower profile players, I think you're right. And, and yeah, that, that definitely is, is very prominent in players' minds now. And it's something that, that we drill into our players at IFA and our agent group. And, and we, we've got a, what we call an empowerment summit this weekend, bringing a lot of, a lot of our clients in. And, and those are some of the things we talk about is just being careful and doing the right things on and off the field and understanding that everyone's got a, a cell phone, camera, that could take a shot of you in a bar. And so, yeah, I think that, that those, you're right. I, I don't, I don't think it's as prevalent as it used to be, but there still are situations. And we saw that with Tyreek Hill this past week that he is, is under investigation down in Florida for an incident. So, uh, and not surprising with Tyreek Hill, who's a bad guy. And we know that from his domestic violence background, but the smarter players are certainly being more wary. Uh, anything else going on in terms of uh, NFL franchises and what they're trying to accomplish right now? Is there anything behind? I mean, do you, are the Vikings in there grinding over or over potential free agent moves at this point? I think right now, the, other than Jefferson and Hunter, I think those are the primary things that are on their plate that they're they're looking at. And and as we said, there a lot of a lot of the execs are on vacation now anyway, so. They're probably not too concerned about that until after July 4th. And, and they'll come back after the 4th, have basically three weeks before training camp. And I think that's when they're really going to be grinding on, on getting Jefferson and Hunter done. And as we've talked about the past few weeks, I don't think they're that difficult of deals to get done, especially with, with Jefferson, who you know is going to be the highest paid receiver. And it's just how, how do you structure the deal uh, do you do you tear up his last two years and just give him thirty million a year flat, or do you force him to to have have those last two years count? In which case, the extension and new money is going to be like thirty six million. I'm not sure they want that out there either. So, so that's the tricky part with Jefferson with Hunter. As we've talked before, they can reduce his base salary and roster from about five point four million to to minimum around a million. And pick up that money cap wise by doing a signing bonus in the in the whatever fifteen to twenty million dollar range and have and have guarantees trigger year to year. I don't think even Hunter's deal is that hard to get done. As we said, if they believe in him that he can play for several years and not be re injured. 
Uh, let's get into what Mike Florio wrote, which is the Vikings are tank, going to tank. Uh, <laughs> that's an interesting thing to hear uh, about a team that we cover. But we'll get into it, though. And to remind you, this is Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider, Jeff's former Vikings general manager, former Viking longtime Viking employee, former president of Tennessee Titans, works with agencies and in the media now. Uh, we are sponsored by White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com. Thanks to our longtime producer, Brandon Morton. Best way to listen to this show or any show on the network, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Uh, check out ch- our Chin Music Show with Roy Smalley and Lavelle Neal on, on uh, the Twins. Uh, check out the Viking Update Show. Check out John Krasinski's show, John Millay on Preps, uh, plus tons of variety content, outdoor content. Oh, I got about 25 shows or something at talknorth.com. You'll find something you like. And uh, you can always, if you find a show you like, you can also go back in the archives of that show on our website. Uh, so thanks to everyone who has supported the network. So Mike Florio writing about the Vikings tanking. This is, this, I, I don't want to be too harsh here because Florio, I, I, I've never really been a fan, but he built something very interesting. Uh, he took advantage of Americans' obsession with, with, with uh, the NFL. He does have some sources around the league. He thinks very clearly as a, a, he's a smart guy, former lawyer, maybe current lawyer, whatever. He thinks very clearly about legal issues. Uh, He's very good on, you know, on league wide issues because of that. But this one just strikes me as bizarre. Yeah. And what's interesting about Florio is I don't know the reason, but, but he's a Vikings fan. (laughs) I know. And so, I think he's a New Yorker. I'm not sure about that. I don't know that he has a connection here, but for some reason, he's always loved the Vikings. And it's obvious that, first of all, he is is a national commentator. We know that. And he likes to make controversial statements to create traffic to, to the website, to Pro Football Talk, and rile up the football crazy audience. So we know all that. But in this case, it is just really bizarre, and obviously, I'm not buying into what he's saying. It, it obviously stems from all the veteran players that have been released or traded this offseason, <clears throat> with Dalvin Cook the latest on the list, and then Kirk Cousins' contract not being extended beyond this season has raised the antenna of, of people like Florio. But when you when you really drill down into what's happened, Zadarius Smith traded for late round picks but but he was a non-factor down the stretch last year eric kendrick's not as effective as a three four linebacker compared to the four three i think adam Thielen is is still a a very high quality receiver Um, and i'm biased obviously because he's one of our clients at ifa but but i still think adam is a high quality receiver he he works hard to stay in shape and i think he'll do well in carolina but the Vikings did spend a first-round pick to replace him with Jordan Addison. The big question there is, can Addison get up to speed and and be as smart as Thielen was? Well, certainly it's not going to happen in year one, but can he stay healthy? And the guy already has had a, a, a nagging injury in rookie camp of all places. And so if I'm O'Connell or... Adolfo Menza, I'm a little nervous about Jordan Addison, whether he can stay healthy and be productive. Oftentimes, as you know well, rookies don't quite get how to how to be in shape and they pull a hamstring or do something, which I assume is the case here. They're not disclosing the injury, but it's probably, probably something like a hamstring or a calf. 
And those things could be nagging. So we'll see what happens with him. Dalvin Tomlinson, I thought, was an okay player. But Dean Lowry may have been a good bargain signing from Green Bay and could be just as effective, perhaps. Patrick Peterson, I know people thought he was the Vikings' best corner. I thought he was a little overrated, honestly, Jim. I I thought he was exposed at times, such as by the Giants. And obviously not having the the foot speed he had in the past. We'll see if Byron Murphy Jr. can replace him as that number one corner. And he's he's got potential. We know that, but he also was hurt last year. And I like a Caleb Evans talent level. Uh, Mickey Blackman looks like a, a solid prospect as a third round pick. I'm concerned about Andrew Booth Jr. ever being healthy enough to be a an impact player in this league. <clears throat> Marcus Davenport steps in for Zadarius Smith, he's got an injury history, but he also had nine sacks and 16 quarterback hits two years ago with the Saints, but only a half a sack last year. So, But my point, Jim, is a team does not pay significant free agent money to players such as Murphy and Davenport and be prepared to pay Jefferson $30 million plus per year if they're not committed to winning. And there's still plenty of talent, especially on the offensive side, the offensive line back intact. <clears throat> the team has two really premier offensive tackles to uh, kind of lead that offensive line. There's been a lot of buzz this offseason. We, we can talk more about that next week about Christian Dursaw and and that he is a, a rising talent at left tackle. TJ Hawkinson's a Pro Bowl tight end. Defensively, they bring in Brian Florio, and I think he – will improve the defense with his schemes. <clears throat> He'll utilize Harrison Smith better. But again, there's still a lot of question marks on these younger players, Brian Asamoah replacing Kendricks. And, and those young corners, can they come on and emerge? So Florio is talking about all those things. But as I said, they wouldn't be signing players. They wouldn't be paying out. Play to players such as Davenport, Murphy, Jefferson, if they if they weren't committed to winning, and there there's really no way in my mind <clears throat> that Ziggy and Mark Wilf, <laughs> the team owners, are interested in having a tank job for the possibility of drafting a quarterback in the top five next year. Now, <clears throat> I think that perhaps they would love to get a crack at one of those top young guys. But the the chances of that happening are not very realistic. And so they're not interested in tanking. I don't think Adolfo Menza and I'm sure Kevin O'Connell, neither of those guys are interested in tanking. So I think that Florio is way off the mark in this thing. Uh, let's get more into that. Uh, first, tell us more about White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Always excited to talk about the White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick GMC, my longtime friend, owner Paul Rubin, general manager Charlie Gatrell, and they were fantastic staff. Minnesota's number one volume, Buick GMC dealer, six years running with the best selection and their super friendly premium team. Check out their great website, WiperLakeSuperstore.com. You will find 0.9% APR for new GMCs and on the GMC Sierra 1500 models with a $1,250 trade-in bonus on those GMC Sierra 1500s. 
2.49% APR on 2022 and 2023 Buick Encore GXs plus a $750 purchase allowance, 1.9% APR on GMC Acadias, no monthly payments for 90 days on most of these great vehicles. The White Bear Lake Superstore also is the Quigley 4x4 Van Superstore. They are a certified elite dealer. Only 7% of GM dealers make the cut. So visit in person at 3900 Highway 61 North in White Bear Lake or online at whitebearlakesuperstore.com for all your vehicle needs and the premium experience. Also introducing the new 2024 Encore GX. Buick GMC, we are professional grade. To continue on Florio, uh, I do think he's making, I think he's making an erratic judgment for two reasons. Number one, he's a national guy. He's not sitting here. He's not talking to people who are with the Vikings who desperately want to win and win every year. Um, and I, had, when I was doing a piece on Frank Gilliam last week, I talked to Rob Brzezinski, and and one of the things he he brought up without me asking was he was saying, God, we got to win a championship. We owe it to our the people who built this franchise, we owe it to our fans, we owe it to the people who work so hard. You know, there's like desperation in his voice. Like we have to win and we have to win it all. You know, uh, this franchise is not trying to not win. It just isn't. And also the, the idea of tanking, and we know what the history of drafting quarterbacks is. Uh, you know, what percentage of them, even in the first round, turn out to be star? I mean, what percentage that you can draft in the first round will be actually be better than Kirk Cousins? You know, it, it's just it can't be your strategy. It can't be it can't be the only way you proceed. Uh, and as you, you detailed it very well, most of the pl- veteran players they got rid of, they got rid of because they didn't perform or they had injury problems or they were overpaid. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. And you look at the cap numbers of players like Dalvin Cook, fourteen point one million dollar cap, and his production had declined year to year to year. He had his lowest yards per carry average last year 4.4 of his career and the truth of the matter is alexander madison was a better short yardage back for the team and he takes over the starting role but there's some potential behind him behind madison with uh, with uh ty chandler and and kane wong Wu and, and the draft the draft choice mcbride they like in the seventh round not necessarily count on a seventh round pick but the point is dalvin had a $14.1 million cap number at this stage of his career with a lot of mileage. <clears throat> well, I think the judgment was correct to move on from him and put that money towards Jefferson, perhaps Hunter, and, and make some decisions there and, and keep a, a, a guy like Bradbury in the offensive line. He's not a great center, but he's, he's a, a decent center. And would they replace him with somebody better? And you mentioned Cousins again. He, to me, he's still, I'll, I'll keep saying, he's a top top 10 to top 15 quarterback. Yeah, he's not Mahomes. <clears throat> he's not not uh, Burrow. But who is? Even Josh Allen had his ups and downs last year and, and was one of the league leaders in interceptions. And so I think Kirk Cousins is, is still very adequate a quarterback and, and was – Excellent last year in regular season until the playoff game. So if they can just get out of Kirk's mind what happened on that last throw. <laughs> and Well, Jeff, it, if you'd stop talking about it. I mean, you're just – I mean, every I day, Kirk, I can't every day Kirk Cousins gets up and he puts on this podcast and he has to hear about it again. It's just a rip-off <laughs> season for him. I know. I can't help it. It's just – I guess it's like Gary Anderson 
certain things still stay, stay with you many years later. And that last throw, the check down to Hawkinson will stay with us for a long, long time when you had the, the best receiver in the league, Jefferson. Throw it up to him, give him a chance. But okay, we'll let that go for now. <laughs> At least for a week, yes. We'll talk about it again next week, I'm sure. Uh, hey, next week, or, or one of the, we have some interesting topics coming up in future weeks. We're going to talk about which division champions have the best chance of repeating. I think Jeff and I actually disagree on that one. We'll continue to get into the 100 negotiations. I think we'll break down just how good Alexander Madison and this running back crew is. Uh, are they really going to be as productive as Dalvin Cook, or are they just willing to take a step back there? For the, and we're also going to talk about Stefan Diggs and his uh, his self-instituted drama in Buffalo. For today, uh, Jeff, I went to uh, Frank Gilliam's memorial service last week in Minneapolis, uh, talked to a lot of you know old Viking uh, employees who worked with him, and you, kn- you knew Frank very well. I, I, w- I was always not only impressed by him as a human being and impressed by his football knowledge, but just the way people gravitated to him. People loved Frank Gilliam. He, and I mentioned this on the Viking update show too. You know, it's, it was remarkable that Jerry Rykow and Frank Gilliam built all those great teams, very small staff, just working together and had no ego. I mean, they weren't trying to get on TV. They weren't trying to get a general manager job someplace else. They just wanted to, they just wanted the Vikings to win. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Both great, great guys and longtime friends and, and I, I was sorry that I missed Frank's memorial service. I was out of town, but but certainly sent condolences to his family. And he he was a guy who just always friendly, always had a smile, always had had time to visit, and and just so astute in the scouting process as, as was Jerry, and just a, a great pair. And then those guys were so in sync and in sync with with Bud Grant in those many years as, as they built the, the powerhouse teams of the Vikings in, in the 60s and 70s and, and even on into the 80s. So, uh, and, and those guys carrying forward even to the 90s and, and to the Randy Moss draft and, and people like that that came in and helped build that 98 team. And, and Frank and Jerry were still at the forefront at, at that point and Scott Sedwell had come into the scouting department. So really, uh, certainly an, an unsung guy and Frank Gilliam, as you pointed out in your column, and, and deserved of, of the praise and, and of the respect that, that, that he got. And, and, I, and, and certainly, he, he's a guy that, that will be missed just because of his, his great personality. Yes. Uh, and to, for today's show, once again, thanks to White Bear Lake Superstore. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Let's just wrap up with a little more on Florio. Uh, I just I, I think if you're around this team, and I just don't – the way they phrased it when they got here, competitive rebuild. You know, sometimes these phrase get, phrases get thrown out and they just end up being fodder for ridicule because they just, you know, they, they sound off base or, or arrogant or silly. I really think that's what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to win a Super Bowl two, three, four, five years down the road while winning now. Uh, the Hawkinson trade, the fact they uh, made it for a player they could keep on their roster, the draft of Jordan Addison. Uh, they're not going to waste a year in Justin Jefferson's prime. Uh, they're not going to waste a year when they have Kirk Cousins, who, you know, my, I think he's a, I think probably a top eight to 10 quarterback. You're not going to waste a year with a good quarterback, even if you don't think he's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, 
I, I just don't see I don't see any of these moves being indicative of not trying to win. Now, could they have a bad year? That's very possible, but I don't think they're going to intentionally have a bad year. No, they're not. And and certainly the schedule is tougher this year. We've talked about that, especially early on when when they get the Eagles, 49ers, and Chiefs in the first whatever, six, seven weeks. That's that's gonna be tough sledding. But as we said, you don't make these signings, you don't keep these players, and so many of the guys that they let go were either past their prime or <clears throat> overpaid for their production level. And so I think that it just was a kind of a ridiculous calm trying to get get clicks. Clickbait, is that what they call it? <laughs> clickbait. And, and, you know, and clickbait is such a weird uh phenomenon weird phrase it's like it's such a negative word listen the reality of all of our businesses media businesses jeff you work in the media i work in the media i I help run a podcast network uh florio runs uh you know a business that has done incredibly well all credit to him for building that business uh we all need people to read or consume our stuff we all want clicks listens likes whatever you call it you just can't go down the road of fabricating anything or whether it's, you know, news or emotion to get those. I mean, you can, but it's just, I don't think it's the right way to do it. I don't think it's the ethical way to do it. So listen, we all want clicks. You just have to be honest in your pursuit of them. Yeah. And you want to, you want to maintain credibility. And yes. And I think that a column such as this is not credible. <laughs> no, exactly. Right. Now with, right, with a team that won 13 games last year. They won 13 games last year. They're favored to win the division. We don't know if it's going to be a competitive division outside the Vikings anyway. Uh, they have Jefferson. They have Cousins. They have Hawkinson. They have Addison. Uh, they have still have Harrison Smith. They brought in Brian Flores. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, maybe it's just the fan, the irrational fan in Mike Florio coming out. Uh, we'll continue to make fun of them one way or the other. Uh, thanks to <laughs> Jeff. Thanks to Brandon. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it.